welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing tonight, Coco? Actually, I was listening to a TED Talk earlier because apparently I'm that girl now. Oh, yeah. And I'm feeling really inspired because they said a line that uh, uh, hard work will lead to happiness. But what about happiness leads to hard work? Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, so I was like, I'm feeling inspired. Yeah. Like, that's... Because I, I, I've been really happy, and it is a result of a lot of hard work. And actually, but the funny thing is they brought up this specific point. Um, you So they said that location doesn't really matter mm-hmm. when it comes to happiness unless you're in a really bad location. Yeah. So it made me think that I might have actually been happy as much as I could be, and then when I moved, it unleashed happiness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I've kind of been, like, looking into stuff like that as well, but more so, like, in, like, the realm of, like, raising my vibration and stuff like oh. that, and, like, aligning myself with the goals that I want for myself uh, going into this new year and, like, the expectations I have for myself and, like, really trying to put intention behind oh, yeah. the words that I say, which is yeah. is something that I'm not used to. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I, I get that. I get that. Because as we get older, and we wanted to talk about this, it's so stupid, mm-hmm. but, like, um, one thing that's making me feel older, especially going into this next year, which I will be 35, yeah, um, is TikTok. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. TikTok makes me feel like a... <laughs> fucking old man it I, does, right? I re-watched a video that I like recently posted and like it was it's not gonna be as horrible as I'm making it seem because I have hello I'm a little insecure um but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I was um like re-watching a TikTok that I posted back and I'm like am I like that creepy like bald old dude that like doesn't like know how to like doesn't know how to do the cool things on TikTok and yeah. um based off of my Google searches you would assume yes yes but i also like because i was worried i was like that too but when i watch the videos like the how-to videos like so the biggest one that people like to show you how to do is like you know it plays a song or whatever that says whoa or something and you're jumping into different shoes and like you wearing a different outfit every time you jump you know yeah like that tiktok and there's so many how-to's about how to do that yeah it is the most ridiculous and complicated process i was like Oh, I don't need likes that bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Am I old because I don't need likes that bad? <laughs> right. But as I drag know. queens, we kind of do. Like We do. Well, we want them. Like, I want to I wanna get, like, a little bit of, like, a, like a little bit of recognition for yeah. what I put on there. Because I'm like, okay, I'm, like, putting, like, pieces of myself out on TikTok. Well, I, but... did, the, I did the wipe, wipe, yeah. wipe it down. And so I did that. And, um, and I, cause I watched a video about how, cause I'm old. Apparently. Yeah. Um, so I watched a video about how to do it and it's easy. It was an easier one, obviously. I just had to like look real nice mm-hmm. and whatever. So, um, it didn't get enough notoriety and I got so sad cause like I put effort into that. Like I looked so cute and yeah. like my little, whatever. Yeah. Screw it. Screw TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, I forgot to ask you, Donna, what are you wearing? Oh, thing? you know what? I'm actually dressed up as uh, Sharon Stone from Basic Inst- Instinct. Oh. And I, uh, see it. I keep crossing my legs in front of you. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> over and over again. Yes, I do. Doing that little, like, you know, that little kick move. Yeah, it's incredibly alarming. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. 
So um, I'm a, I'm dressed up as Pamela Anderson from mm-hmm. um, Baywatch because oh. uh, my new like breast form like makes my titties look real good. I love it. So I decided to put like on a pink Lizzo swimsuit and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm wearing a really like bleached out blonde wig that doesn't go with my skin tone because I really wanted to feel the fantasy. I love it. I yeah, dig it. Thank you. Yes, yeah, she's Lizzo from Baywatch. I love <laughs> Lizzo it. Lizzo from Baywatch. <laughs> Actually, just as a side note for pop culture, like you probably saw that thing about Lizzo. Like, so Lizzo posted a video like showing her body in all forms. And what was so weird about it is so Lizzo just is just doing a juice cleanse to like clear herself mm-hmm. and she's lost some weight doing it. And like people freaked out. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe she hates her body and she wants to lose weight and all this stuff. And I'm like, everybody wants to lose a little weight. Like, I mean, that's fine. People's people's bodies are allowed to fluctuate. You know, that's the thing I, you know, like, I'm all for Like, yeah, be celebrate your weight at whatever weight you're at, you know, as long as you're happy and you're um, a vibrant. I I believe you can be happy in any any shell any husk that we come into this world on honestly any husk. <laughs> any husk that we're taking place in in the simulation that we're currently on i don't know what version of it is or how yeah, many iterations no, i've been sure. in but yeah well and i mean like it's not a negative thing to necessarily want to improve your health i mean no it's, it's not cleanse. it's not yeah <laughs> and just i don't know stop policing people's bodies especially when they're famous yeah big like i know that she's like big girl big girl empowerment black girl magic mm-hmm. like but it's okay for her to go on a juice cleanse and maybe lose 30 pounds or something. Like, yeah, well, and people just can do whatever the hell they want to do. Like, damn body. Like, <laughs> let, let them do what they want to do. As long as it's not harming themselves or anyone else, you know, like, let them live. Yeah, T. <laughs> so this episode specifically, um, we are talking about um, relationships again. I know we yeah. had our brief, like, you know, breakdown of the new cast for Drag Race, which obviously we're Drag Race. Yes. We care about that. We were interrupted a we little bit because that, you know, was kind of just dropped on us. Yeah. And apparently a <laughs> uh, season of UK is coming out at the same time. So, you oh, know, cool. that too. That's really cool. Yeah. So um, this kick started. Um, so we're going to talk about a bunch of different subjects. Uh, oh, and we are going to ask each other a question, which I think will be fun to start this. But this whole kick started because of we were looking at it. Donna sent me a TikTok that included the word fantasy bond. Yeah. Um, or a fa- it said fantasy bond. And so we both had to look up what fantasy bonding is. And we'll explain what it is later. But this is why we had to get back into relationships. So yes. the first question is, what is the best date you've ever been on? The best date I've ever been on involved a very nice dinner at a very nice restaurant and then a spontaneous trip to go camping. And that was probably, like, the reason why I liked it a lot is because it was, like, the being camp- outside and camping is, like, one of my favorite things, and there was, like, a closeness to it, mm-hmm. um, and um, followed, like, to have, like, the really nice dinner, too. It was, like, a, at a French restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of, like, set the tone for the oh, night, and it was very cute. thoughtful and very sweet, and, um, you know, it was just, like, uh, hey, I got, like, paid, so, like, we're going to make this night special for us and we got to yeah got to sleep under the stars and yeah it was very romantic and, and nice so um from what i remember the best date i've ever been on and it sucks because like it i like 
I've been on really wonderful and amazing dates with Adam, but Adam came so much later in my story. Yeah. So, like, the romance wasn't at the level during the time. Mm -hmm. And so my... The, like, the best date I've probably been on was actually with our roommate's best friend Mm -hmm. from childhood, Roderick. And I am going to say his name because it was a really sweet date. Um, We did... We did two really cute dates. We did one choose your own adventure dates, which was cool. Like we set up like clues and whatever. But another date we did is um, I took him to my favorite spot on the monument, which is um, the long trail that goes down is Serpent's Trail, I think. Right. Yeah. And then so we did that as a kind of like a midday night hike with a picnic. And so we brought a picnic and then like we ate on the monument and whatever. And it did get physical or whatever. It's not necessarily part of why it's great. Yeah. but I mean, I, but that's always nice. It was. Yeah. Well, because I had actually never done anything sexual in public before. And um, so we did that and we looked at the city. Because looking at the city on Serpent's Trail was just so beautiful. Yeah. Like day or night, it was beautiful. Yeah. So we sit on that like huge rock part and we just like just existed with each other. And it was so mm-hmm. cute and it was fun. And like... um I'm just, like, not that girl anymore for dates like that. I just, I don't know. But that was, like, my best. Yeah. 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 Well, So, getting into um, the topic, um, there were three topics that we were going to get into. Fantasy bonding was one. Yeah, so that was one that we were going to get into. Um, Also, like, well, I mean, I think attachment. There's different types of attachments that people form uh, with others. And I'm not, like, a psychology, like expert at all but that's kind of what we're going into is a little bit of the psychology of love i like i said i'm not an expert on this these are just like things that i know like a little bit about but like kind of anxious attachment um in relationships as well what does that mean um anxious examples or anything so like an example of anxious attachment would be like triple texting um, mm. when you're, yeah, like Don't that type of me stuff. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's anxious attachment. You're a bad person. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm and it done. comes out of a place. Yeah. It kind of, it comes out of a place of, um, like loving someone a lot, but also being insecure uh-huh. about certain things, you know? I just, it. That's so funny. I, so um gosh it's funny many of our friends i feel like are going through this even currently but like mm-hmm. i what i what i recognize from at least even that small definition you gave is that is is the anxious attachment do you think it's formed because you're worried they don't like you or or do they like you and you're still doing it like they're like oh no i'm not going anywhere and you're still like being an anxious mess with the attachment um so that's the thing um Anxious people, people who have anxious tendencies, tend to seek out people that make them feel that way. Mm. Honest, a lot of the times when we're we're we have that type of trauma, trauma because this all is born in trauma. You know, yeah, uh, it's all born in in, 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 <laughs> in our in our past. It's all right. all born in trauma that we've had in the past. So um, we tend to, as anxious people, a lot of the times seek out partners that may have traits that you know could could trigger that but especially when we're like just starting out kind of dating we seek individuals that might be a little bit detached from that and there's there's a whole different type of um personality set that that Mm -hmm. they experience when it comes to like love you know because they have trauma they have you know they have an experience that is very different from ours so it, it it's 
dependent kind of on your past. Yeah, mm. I don't know. It's the situations you get in as as someone who has either like anxious attachment issues or like removed issues. Like you're you're detached. Um, it it just kind of depends. That's interesting. Like, and when it comes to this conversation of psychology of love, too, even though we're not psychologists, this is what we're calling this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so, it, what's really weird to me, so, like, We're me, just having a conversation. Yeah. Because what we're doing. Me and Donna have had a slew of relationships, positive and negative, like, when it comes to, like, this sort of thing. I remember um, when I was in college, I... Um, was talking to, I did the whole thing where like I fell for a guy who didn't live in the same zip code mm-hmm. or state um, and it was going well and like it was cute and whatever but I was a virgin at the time and I thought that this relationship meant something and to be honest I like the person he's cool like we went to high yeah. school together um, he was a couple years younger than I was and he grew up to be a snack and whatever and like we were bonding and cute and like we were kind of dating and whatever and like but we never really like made the bond to like meet and whatever. And I used to text him constantly and whatever. And then what I was also saying though, is I saw, uh, he would post pictures. He would send me mm-hmm. to like my space as well. Yeah. And like, and I just, that hit me weird. Like I just thought, cause I thought that was like, it wasn't, um, it wasn't special. Special. Anymore. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> And I used to message him so much, so very much. And it was really uncomfortable and it was bad for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, I think the interesting thing is like humans are just so complex. Like we are, it is so complex to be human a lot of the time. And there are so many different types of, you know, personalities that form based on our experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's it's really hard to like be someone who is, has like those type of anxious tendencies. Yeah. Um. Because it a lot of the times can like ruin things for you before they even get going too. Yeah. 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 You experience that a lot. I do. I do. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, and that kind of brings me. I mean, we talked a little bit about it to start, but um talking about like the fantasy bonding mm-hmm. you know the the whole reason why we decided to kind of do this episode is because of the tiktok i sent you about um the fantasy bonding mm-hmm. and it's just such an interesting like thing that i hadn't heard of before yeah so from you know? what i take from um what a fantasy bond is actually i'm gonna wait until after the break so donna how are you feeling tonight um you know coco I'll let you know after this brief commercial break. Do you wear t-shirts? Do you wear a face mask? I sure as hell hope so. Do you put on your silly little t-shirt and your silly little face mask and wish you had something a little more out there? Yes. Even something, dare I say, matching? Girl, yes, duh. Then it looks like HunterDrips.com is exactly what you need. At HunterDrips.com, socially relevant merch and apparel is up for sale. That's never for profit. 50 to 100% of every purchase is donated. I hear they carry matching shirts and masks with designs that say cute little slogans like Defund the Police, Black Lives Matter, and it goes over your nose. And even shirts and hats with your own pronouns on them. You know, things that are important. Oh, so you mean important. And almost all of it is donated? Yes, donated. And guess what? 
what? It's size inclusive too? Yes, up to 5XL. Why just make clothes for skinny people? It's all made by Queer Artist Girl. The creator of HunterDrips.com is trans, fat, lesbian, and the site also includes merch from other queer artists, including gay Portland rapper Toto. Listeners, head on over to HunterDrips.com and use the code SECRET for 15% off your purchase today. That's secret for 15% off your purchase at HunterDrips.com. It's a podcast with Coco and Donatella podcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast with Coco and Donatella podcast. Well, Coco, I'm feeling a little old to be working in the entertainment industry, as my uh, mom told me on the phone last night. Oh, wow. That's just... Did you really? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) For real. You're not even 30 yet. (laughs) I know. I was like, I'm 28. (laughs) She's like, you are 29. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm 28. I'll be 29 here in a few months, but you're like, geez, mom, <laughs> age me because you feel you need to. Right. For your point. I figured it was it, we would circle back around to age since we talked about it in the first <laughs> half of the episode too. <laughs> but um, I believe we left off on what a definition of fan fantasy bonding is. Correct. Yes. All right. So, essentially, what fantasy bonding is is it's when one or both partners give up vital areas of personal interest, their unique perspectives, opinions, their individuality, or want to become a unit or a whole. The attempt to find security in an illusion of of merging with one another um, leads to an insidious and progressive loss of identity in each person. And the individuals involved learn to rely more and more on habitual contact with less and less personal feeling. That makes sense. So yeah. I I know we kind of talked about this last night, but it's like, so the thing about when you first hear it, it sounds like um, you create a relationship in your head and that's not what this is. Really. No. Um, it's not like you pretending it. it's something that it's not. It's mm-hmm. actually when you're in it um, that you have formed like you start losing identity yeah so a great exa- a great example of this is say you really like um playing with pokemon cards or something like that yeah and even though that's not necessarily your identity it's something you love to do but you start giving up that interest like say the person that you're with is just like doesn't seem interested when you're playing it they don't even say that they think it's stupid yeah they just don't show interest so you start losing interest to make yourself more of a compatible partner with them and they and they say actually they think that pokemon cards is stupid they will start specifically like um not thinking that pokemon cards are dumb because you like them yeah like so they're actually losing things that they dislike just because yeah. of you and i know that people are like oh well that's compromise it's i have a relationship like that's comp- it's not compromise it's losing identity yeah yeah another example is like speaking for your partner so oh, yeah the yeah we. yeah the we instead of saying like um you know it treating you as individuals yeah because yeah. it talks about becoming this idea that you need to like become one another yeah, which, which is, is so unhealthy. Awkward. It's so it's unhealthy. Because yeah. um, so the example I gave when I first heard about it, like we had these two friends. We'll call them Barry and Kent. Um, in, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yes, in Grand Junction, actually, they couldn't do. They were almost the same person with no identity in the exact same yeah. interest, and they were two separate people. And they liked the same people. They 
hated the same yeah. people. Like it was, they were so much the same person that they almost even looked alike. And it wasn't like the, yeah. it wasn't like the, I want to date somebody who looks at me narcissism thing. It was like literally this, like they made this attachment to where they just didn't even seem like they had a personality. And I remember I was talking to one of them, Barry, and I was like, Hey dude, let's get dinner. Um, let's do a double date dinner. It'll be cute. And they're like, well, I can't do it. Cause I haven't asked Kent yet. We, we don't know what we're doing tonight. Actually, no, they said, they said, I don't know if we can do that. And I was like, well, I, I did. I, I even said at the time, cause I'm just this girl. Yeah. I was like, but I asked you. Yeah. And he was like, well, I don't know what we're doing. So I have to touch base to be able to figure out what we would want and if we can do it. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is see and that's like to an extreme though mm-hmm. that's like you can't do any like you only can do things together like that's right and I don't think of fantasy bonding as being trapped yeah um, as much because I didn't feel like they were trapped together but I really do feel like they formed a fantasy bond like yeah that, that that's to, the thing to an extra like a long term like marriage fantasy bond yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah that's that's rough. Do you think that you've had any relationships that have that fit with like our limited knowledge of this thing? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I think that I well, I, I think that I exhibit traits of fantasy bonding in a lot of a lot of situations. Um, and that's because of um, because of past trauma. Yeah, specifically speaking, one of uh, Donna's ex-boyfriends who I'm going to call um, the funny thing is I use a name and. Donna's probably dated somebody with a name, so I have to think of something that's weird. Let's call him Tynerian. <laughs> so Tynerian um, was one what a name. That, I know, because I couldn't think of anything. I was like, it's like you've probably dated a Zach. I was going to say Zach, and I was like, you've probably dated a Zach. Um, so Tynerian like, was one that I just did not like, and it was actually one of me and Donna's worst fights back in that day. Yeah. Because um, Donna was losing so much yeah. of her personality for this one specific person yeah. um, that it was like getting uncomfortable and we like argued about it. It was almost like he like, like kind of like shaping me into a different person. Yeah. And what was, what was so alarming about that was um, it was like your interests started to change a little bit. Yeah. And like did. even Tynarian like started doing drag like aggressively. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was a fantasy bond on both ends. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think they there were also drag after. They, no, they didn't. I think there were also some other, like, there was obviously some other like mental stuff that was going right. on. So I mean, it was yes, a fantasy bond on their end, in or at least a trait of it, and um, also some uh, some stuff that was going kind of unaddressed. Oh and... I wonder if that. As a side note, I wonder mm-hmm. if that because drag is a big part of your life. Yeah, I wonder if people who formed a fantasy bond with you. That's why we've seen a bunch of people you've dated, like do drag. And then suddenly it just dissipates the second the relationship. That is something I never considered that someone (laughs) had would form, you know, like, fantasy bonds with me it's interesting your trauma <laughs> i know well because i'm like i was like oh i'm not de- i'm i'm too attached to like um fantasy bond with but that's not necessarily true you've seen me in situations where i've like if people are too uh, laying it on too much i remove myself 
Yeah, you do. Actually, uh, one of the last people like and we had this actually we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I said, why do you recoil? And then you actually gave a great definition of saying that you feel like you crave the anxiety. And if somebody gives you too much stability, it's just seems yeah. unattractive because you're more your body's just conditioned to like want the anxiety of not knowing how they feel. Yeah, and I, I, I also think too that could be I I don't wanna say that it's all just on my end either with that. But hmm. I think also it could be that they have a maybe a lack of boundaries. Oh, like maybe. there's they they exhibit behaviors that ex- that um result in a lack of boundaries and that pushes me away. Oh, that's interesting. So, I actually hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And I, I I got to thinking about it with the last example that we were talking about that I had mm. where I did that, where I kind of was like recoiling from the interest. And it was because there were some lines that had been crossed already right. in like the first week of us hanging that's, out. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Well, maybe. Actually, maybe. Yeah. I mean, because obviously the outcome we don't know at this point, but like... Um, because like that's the other thing we're like we're speculating because we don't know how the other person felt in a specific yeah. moment because yeah. obviously some people could have attachment anxiety like we even talked about to circle back that's why mm-hmm. they do aggressive check-ins and use the thing is people and i know listeners and i do want to say this for everybody you should not let somebody lock you in because we talk about toxic traits like oh if you're mean to me i'm gonna kill myself like kind of stuff which is toxic right yeah yeah. But what's also toxic is saying, like, you know, like, I just think that, like, you're really it for me. Like, I just think that this is, you're it. Because they want to lock you in while they still are discovering their feelings. Yeah. And I and I have to admit, I've kind of been that person at times. Because, yeah. like, my dating history is so all over the map that sometimes I would try to lock somebody in a little bit faster while I was trying to figure out if I still actually really appreciated them. Hmm. So it could be that too. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) this is funny. So as we, as we're going through our little psychology journey, um, I was thinking about something today is just a side note. What? Um, So uh, I had, so I've said on this podcast before that um, I have never really talked about my hoe past and I'm not really ashamed of it in any capacity. Yeah. Really not. Yeah. Um, I was in a semi-poly relationship with my ex-husband and I had a lot of experiences. Um, and I actually talked about one today that mm-hmm. I've never shared with anybody. And I, and what it made me realize is that like, it was weird that I never got to like really process through those things as they were happening. Yeah. Because I was worried even with like Donna, like, or whatever, cause Back in the day, Donna, sometimes when she got drunk, she would be a little loose lippy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would do things that are, like, not, like, morally a little weird or whatever. And, like, and so I realized that even that, even though that's not trauma, it's stuff that I never, like, really thought about or worked through because I didn't really have anybody to talk to about it. Yeah. Like, I think that's why therapy is so important in the first place because it gives you the ability to talk about something instead of just letting it exist as part of your being. For real. No, I think that that's extremely important. I um, I think we, what we don't realize is like every situation that we have in our lives gives us like a certain, like we live with like situations that make us feel a certain way. And if you don't take the time to like sit down and process it with anyone, then that 
energy kind of stays with you. Yeah, actually, yeah, I I super agree with that. Because even yesterday when we were talking about fantasy bonding, mm-hmm. um, it made me check my relationship with Adam. And yeah. since Donna got to hear this, I'm just going to repeat it for the listeners. What I said to Donna was, I don't think that me and Adam were ever in a fantasy bond mm-hmm. because me and Adam don't ever say, that's actually even why I say me and Adam. Yeah. Because I consider us, even though we're separate pretty together. people. Yeah, yeah, we're separate people. And like, I always say I want to and I would like and I um, achieve or try to reach or whatever. And I say mm-hmm. my money. When I say our money, our goals, our dreams are this, it makes me feel too enmeshed with a person. Yeah. And it also does fit into that fantasy bonding dynamic too, where um, I lose aspects of my identity for the other person. You haven't um, wanted to like, lose that autonomy you know yeah and um i i think that that's i think that that's it's definitely i think healthy to have a relationship that is not a fantasy bond because yeah. that i think that definitely like shows on on one or both ends that there's you know some issues right and I, yeah and i have a point too to bring up because i just love just unpacking donna's trauma of things that she's done that's pissed me off in the past so she <laughs> she yelled at me once um we're going to call, I'm just going to make up, it's funny I'm making up names and oh, Donna kind of knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, one of your recent exes, um, let's call them, uh, let's go with uh, Jameson. There we go. I'm just going to okay. choose the name, Jameson. Okay. Anyway, um, the one that you think might have cheated on you, but you don't know, um, that Maria told uh, you about. Yes. That one. So with Jameson, we actually got into a small tiff when you first started because, um, you said you didn't know how they felt about drag, really. Yeah. And you <laughs> looked at me and said, your relationship, you're talking about mine. Yeah. You're like, your relationship is so different because you, like, Adam wants to be involved, and yeah. I don't necessarily need that. And I was like, I was just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and it's so interesting that you were, like, because you weren't necessarily looking for an Adam, but you were also saying to me at the very early stages of that, that you would like to have like that separate life, um, your partner to have completely be separate before you even were really partners with the person. Yeah. Like yeah. you were already like building how you can compartmentalize sections of your life. That's this true. Person. That's true. Yeah. Before. That... Yeah. Before. And eventually they did obviously come to like drag stuff. They and did. Whatever, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. But even when you were starting and, and the thing is, I think you do form fantasy bonds, but I also think that you, are willing to give up things about yourself before you even know if it's going to work because you want love so bad. That's true. That's actually, I think that's pretty true. And that's the sign of, um, that's the sign of me, like, I think of it it not, it being another short-term kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, and you actually so. said that too. Remember you said, you're like, I'm not dating anymore for just, like, the funsy parts of it. Yeah. I am, like, that's cool if it happens, but yeah. I'm dating for partnership but not expecting anything like you're yeah. like i'm dating you know because like you know i want something long term you're like yeah, i want you're I like, do. i'm just not letting them f around with these boys yeah <laughs> and i don't know i think the i mean the situation that you brought up earlier i forgot what name you used but um jameson jameson yes jameson um the interesting thing with that was that like i was i was able to say that i want to be two separate people but in the end like kind of was losing like some parts about myself or becoming like mm-hmm. I, I definitely that relationship in particular made me feel extremely insecure 
Really? Um, that that was one of the relationships where during um, during because it was the waiting by the phone thing. I felt so like at- I so anxiously attached mm-hmm. because I didn't know what to expect with this person mm. that it, and and that freaked them the fuck out because they were detached. Oh, interesting. So it was and and it was like the perfect storm of someone who's really anxious and attached mm. and um what like wanting it to work out and the and the the person kind of getting like freaked out by it and like not really knowing um Oh, and that's why you got the um, oh, even in the TikTok, it was almost verbatim in the TikTok, mm-hmm. how the other person who you thought wasn't you said, mm-hmm. um, oh, I, <laughs> how did they say, it? oh, I would still like to be physical yes. and see you and be around you um, and not have yes. that label or whatever yes. they said. That's and... exactly what he said. <laughs> that was exactly it. But not, but not be dating you. Yeah. But not, yeah, but not. And I was, and you. I said that boundary right away and I was like, no, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> That's not something that I I got to attach. I was attached. <laughs> like, oh, I realize I formed the fantasy bond. Yeah. Well, because that's what sucks about this situation too. Because like, and it, it's a good example because. So I will say, and we might have talked about this in previous episodes, listeners, but there's this thing that I used to always say to Donna, and since you haven't heard it, I have to say it, and then we'll get back to our conversation. I used yeah. to always say to Donna because Donna likes. Um, all different body types um, that Donna's kind of a unicorn in that way like uh, a really fat guy could get this slimmer looking build it's of a just person. a husk yeah and, <laughs> like, and like and so like you know Donna's a little bit of a unicorn in that regard and um, I always felt like when people would obtain the unicorn but then they wouldn't mesh with the unicorn because they really were dating the unicorn for physicality then that's why it's not fizzled. for my personality yeah, yeah not for the personality and Donna's done a lot of work on her personality she doesn't have any of the triggers that she used to really when she was like 20 um yeah but i mean i'm still i'm i'm still working through a lot of trauma but i'm definitely like i this year has been a significant amount of growth and i think if anyone has not taken this year to look inward in some way shape or form then you wasted it oh you did waste <laughs> it because it's gonna hustle and bustle and that vaccine is out and yeah you're gonna miss out on opportunities to learn yourself that's crazy because that's exactly what my mom said on the phone too Gosh, <laughs> look at Coco with the motherly advice. Oh, this is so great. Um, but the thing true is... True cancer. <laughs> true. So with Jameson, for instance, um, there was... I remembered, because Donna does this thing, and I pick up... We've been friends for a very long time. Mm-hmm. We've lived together, actually, for a long time, too. Yeah. Um, there is this moment when I can sense it clicks into the anxiety, and the, the crappy part is I don't think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't think that Donna starts thinking the person's leaving, and then she, like, makes it come true. Like, she's like, oh, well, like, obviously they're leaving, so she acts differently, so they leave. Yeah. But there was this point with Jameson where it clicked. And I remember I was at work, and I called her because I just felt something that was mm-hmm. different. And she's like... um. I know he said he wouldn't do this, but I think he's starting he's doing to this. withdraw. Yeah. And and she started getting emotional. She's like, I, just because he said he's not that guy and we have a lot in common. And, yeah. And it, but it, it's like she has a sixth sense for when people are about to be crappy. <laughs> I do. I do. I could tell from the text messages, the tone. I always tell you their tone changed. Their tone changes. That's what it is. And it's like, I, I can just like feel it. And I'm just like, and I, the thing is I feel it, but I still act the same. 
I try to act like nothing is changing. Oh, I didn't know that. So talk about fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's interesting. Yeah. Actually, that's so for you listeners. Like, it really is part of that quote of like when people show you who you are, show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. And I didn't actually know that Donna tried to push through it and be like, I'm going to pretend like nothing's changing to see what essentially happens there. And yeah. it does. The one thing I will That's say... That's why, honestly, like, and I've, I've t- heard this from other people too, but, like, nine times out of ten in, like, relationships and situations, I'm the person that um, gets... I'm the person that gets, like... Donna, get Donna broken gets up broken with. up with. <laughs> broken up with, yeah. And I, I think that... But the thing is, that's kind of great that you've learned that that happens. The only thing that I think is a self-fulfilling prophecy is one thing Donna does, and I don't think it's negative, and I know some of you out here might think it's negative. Donna will push the conversation. And I don't mean push it as she'll, she'll like put him in a chair and be like, tell me how you feel. Donna will start hinting at check-ins and seeing how they're feeling at first you know just like because it is you need to know if they're still invested yeah you know definitely because you don't want to get blindsided yeah like on your birthday or something yeah exactly i don't know and i think like learning these types of things it's what let's let's do a final thoughts like what it's taught what it's taught me to like kind of get into like the psychology of why I do these certain things you know (laughs) and and why they developed from certain traumas I like I think putting a name to all of this helps us process these types of things right right so I mean moving forward now now that I know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. it's going to become easier to recognize it yeah you know absolutely and I'm not saying that, it, like, all of a sudden I have, like, a panacea for my, like, my shitty relationships <laughs> that I've had. <laughs> but um, I'm saying at least I'm going to be a lot more self-aware in these situations. And I'm going to be able to set better boundaries. And it'll mean that this will happen less. <laughs> and right. um, that's something that I think is, um, like, kind of important. Um, I do, like... I do eventually want to have like be in a situation and have like a loving situation for myself, um, and I I um, I just want it to be true, and I don't want it um, to like keep secrets. I want it to be transparent, and I want yeah, there to be communication, open communication. So that's important to me, and um, now I know exactly like when I have these like outpouring of emotions uh, for someone at first to at least check myself a little bit and be like, mm-hmm. okay, like let's go with the flow of things. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't move the fuck on. Yeah. <laughs> and I had an epiphany cause I was at the bar last night and I talked with some people about this and I haven't said this. I, I think I said it to a coworker of mine. Um, I actually think that I am a non-monogamous person. I think I'm a person who more so likes non-monogamy than I like monogamy. Yeah. But I'm in a monogamous relationship that is very fulfilling for me. Mm. And I think it's... So I'm going to equate this for you listeners as a bisexual person being in a monogamous relationship with a woman or a bisexual person being in a monogamous relationship with a man. Mm -hmm. Because just because 
they might come out as this thing, it does not automatically mean that they're going to leave the person that they're with. Yeah. I think that finding these labels for ourselves are so important and working through these things like me and Donna do on this podcast a lot is very helpful and healthy. Yeah. Understanding that I have traits that aren't meant to be seen as something negative, like a cheater, but they're traits about what I'm more attracted to in the sense of who I am as a person. Like it's part of my label, like by gender being bisexual. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a non-monogamous person. That's more of a preference who happens to be a monogamous relationship with a cisgender man. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's and not. So, literally the introspection that I know that me and Donna do on this a lot, I think listeners for you all with my final thoughts is explore it, like truly explore it, like go into why you operate and do the things you do. Like Don and I used to say a long time ago that if you are constantly in a perpetual cycle of negativity, like it is okay to actually think it might be you. Like, yeah. And like, and then start doing the work. Like we say constantly about how we work through our trauma because we don't want our trauma to be a hindrance towards or projected on others or projected on others. And that's why it was funny about that TikTok today. Just as another final note. Yeah. It was, (laughs) it says my, um, triggers my trauma response my trauma response triggered (laughs) triggered your trauma yeah triggered your trauma (laughs) my my trauma response triggered your trauma yeah and i think that they're like so because like we're just doing this and we're bad you know like (laughs) yeah because it's true and i i have friends like that yeah i want to have this moment with and whatever and so what i want to leave you with listeners is seriously do the work because when you, it isn't true age old adage yeah. that when you love yourself, you will eventually find somebody who loves you for you because exactly. you're a whole person. You're complete. You understand your flaws, your positivities. I'm not saying be perfect. Don't wait to be perfect. Don't yeah. ever tell somebody, well, I'm working on myself for the next 17 years and then I'm ready to date. Yeah. Like you can work on yourself while still dating. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. Of course you can. So... I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, we talked about in part one and part two different things for relationships, and and this one was the psychology. I think it was a very enlightening discussion, and um, we will see you next week, listeners. Yeah, and if you have any questions for us, please leave it at our website at www.hmofasecretpodcast.com. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A-J-E-M of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.